Hey everybody, Richard Neese here. We appreciate you tuning in to Your Dollars Making Sense. We hope you guys are having a great Saturday morning. Uh, we're pre-recording right now, so uh, we're probably going to be getting ready for the football games and everything else that's going on this weekend. Uh, I wanted to do a quick shout out. There's a Saint, at St. Bernard here in Coleman. Uh, we're having Blues and Barbecue. If you guys haven't ever been to it, some great music, great food, great people. Uh, that's Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so if this is the first time you've listened to Your Dollars Making Sense, I'm the host, Richard Neese. I'm a local real estate broker here in North Alabama. Uh, and and it's I would say probably about once a week, maybe twice a week, I have somebody call me and ask me, Hey Richard, can we can we sit down and can we have lunch? Can we can we talk about investing? I want to know how to get into the real estate side. I want to know if it's a good investment for me. What should I do? And so that's what started Your Dollars Making Sense. I wanted to give the information, uh, I wanted to put it out there so that you guys would know you'd have that foundation, that financial intelligence to make good decisions on investing. I've got a special guest today, Mr. Stephen Gannon. Stephen, I appreciate you coming in. Thank you, Richard. So Great Stephen has, has invested in the community and himself and, and others so many times. Uh, and, and he's kind of got, I'd say, a wide range of business experience and expertise. Steve, you want to give the folks a little bit about you, tell them who you are, what you mm-hmm. do? I'd be glad to, Richard. Thanks again so much for having me. Uh, great uh, chance to um, perhaps meet, uh, I guess, virtually or over the airwaves yeah. some folks that I haven't had a chance to actually uh, touch directly. But I uh, love this community. I've been a part of uh, the Coleman area now for about 10, 11 years. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, just, to, just to give you kind of a, a quick background uh, of what brought me to Alabama, so many people uh, t- ask me that. They start hearing me speak and they say, well, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> That's <laughs> so, all right. We'll yeah. hold that against you. <laughs> I know. Uh, you just say y'all every now and then, you'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of my staff members actually called me out on saying y'all for the first time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did I did grow up in Connecticut, just a stone's throw away from New York City. Uh, it was a beautiful place to, to grow up. I was very blessed, uh, youngest of seven, big big Catholic family. Um, so I just uh, had a lot of experiences growing up and came south originally. Don't hold it against me. I went to the University of Tennessee. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a great school. Uh, um, had a wonderful experience they there. They focus on academics. Though, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. One of the top uh, 50 business uh, undergraduate right. schools in the country, uh, public uh, uh, universities. But anyway. I've actually um, got a tie-in to Knoxville. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew this or not. My unit that I deployed with for the military was mm-hmm. out of Knoxville. Oh, We're okay. Right off of Weisgarber there, not far from the university. So mm-hmm. no, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, and then I did live in Texas for about 12 years. I had some one-year stops elsewhere, but uh, um, I had a long uh, career in the corporate world, uh, the 20 or so years uh, in telecommunications. I started in, in the early 90s in, in Dallas, and I was very fortunate. I had some great opportunities along the way. Uh, earned my graduate degree, which actually in large part was paid for by one of the companies I worked for. That was a great opportunity for me to, again, learn and kind of broaden my horizons. And then um, came to Alabama, actually, for very different reasons, non-business related. Uh, uh, as I mentioned a moment ago, I, I grew up in a large Catholic family. I have a brother who's a Catholic priest in Connecticut. Um, he inspired me, actually, to think about religious life when I was kind of in between jobs. And that's actually what brought me to Alabama. Literally, my faith, uh, and I thought about religious life for a short time in early uh, 2007, uh, and um, had a great experience, uh, actually stayed with the community in, in Hansville, but I just didn't really feel called to it. Sure. But it was it was still uh, something that I value greatly because it helped help my prayer life a great deal. Um, That's one of the things mm-hmm. that I really pride myself on with this show is that mm-hmm. even though the, the name of the show is Your Dollars Making Sense, one of the things that we hit on is 
it's not all about dollars and cents. I mean, mm-hmm. there's lots of other things, and we're going to talk about that, obviously, on the spiritual side that you've already kind of touched on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of your businesses focuses on keeping the engine running mm-hmm. for a business person, which is fitness. So, so it, it all kind of ties in. You can And you can be a very, very successful business person uh, and make millions of dollars, uh, but if you don't live long enough to enjoy that, then what's the point in making all that money? And the same thing on the spiritual mm-hmm. side. If you're not at peace with yourself, if you're at war constantly with you know uh, pushing for the, the business model and, and uh, taking advantage of people and making more dollars, then at that point, what's the point in living, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion? I don't. I would rather live as a pauper and be happy than have millions and millions of dollars and be unhappy. That's that's what we're here for, and you know that. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in there. But no, no, that's ahead. actually great. That'll actually be a nice segue into uh, – the thoughts that kind of started to unfold for me to uh, to explore anytime fitness, but pr- prior to that, uh, in the um, late two thousands, uh, I, I did have one last job in my old field in telecommunications for about five years. I was commuting up to Huntsville, but still living yeah. here in Coleman County, and um, th- my thoughts started uh, going in the direction of of, of of small business ownership, which I had had those thoughts on and off for a while, but uh, started to take root a little bit more. And, uh, and at that time is you'd mentioned about my, um, you know, just investment in real estate. I'd met some yeah. great folks. Uh, I know, you know, a lot of the, the girls from Louisiana Absolutely. and, and yeah. uh, they, they actually were a great inspiration for me to kind of start considering that. So I did start investing in some rental property and that really, uh, kind of laid the foundation unbeknownst to me, honestly, at the time to, to be able to give me the financial leverage later on to open a business. And I uh, met some people I can't, you know, and I, I'd heard Eddie Kennedy uh, give a talk a couple of months yeah. ago at Goat Island. And, and he said, no man is a self-made man. And isn't that's that like more no true? That's yeah. exactly right. And yeah. so, yeah, I just, I, I mean, so I, I'll i mention all my partners along the way that uh, really. Uh, I'm really gave, glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so Shane, I don't know if you heard Shane Quick did I, a similar I, one. I got uh, caught up on my business. Ago. I got caught up on my business one night. And I, I, I sure. was so much wanting to go. Well, but it's, it's on yeah. Facebook. I mean, they got several people. You should check it out. But one thing he he talks about is the definition of an entrepreneur. So you said mm-hmm. small business. I think we're, we're saying this, we're speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you define what an entrepreneur is? I, I know that's kind mm-hmm. of a catch word now. I mean, everybody right. wants to say they're an entrepreneur. They, are, they do. Um, you know, there, there's a couple people. I mean, Shane, the way that he defined it was mm-hmm. uh, somebody that uh, has a very, very high interest, uh, he, whether that's debt or time uh, that they take on a business and when they put it into that business, that they expect a return off of it, but it's it's really more than what a business person would consider a safe investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so an entrepreneur is going to basically take all of his resources and put it into that, put all of his eggs in one basket and say, I've got to make this work. Right. How would you define that? That's that's an interesting question. I, of all the questions people ask me over the years, I've, as I've gotten to know folks, I, I don't think I've ever been quite asked that question and so I've never really sat sure, down. No, sat, sat down. no, no, no. It's interesting, but it's interesting for me to try to even define it for myself right now because um, I guess uh, I've never stopped long enough to, to think long and hard on it. But uh, but certainly that's I, I think what you just in, you know mentioned that chain said is I think you know certainly a sure. large part of it that uh, uh, I've been blessed with some you know resources to be able to you know make make these additional right. investments and. And of course, it it always is still a big risk. You can lose Absolutely. everything. Eddie Eddie talked about that you know two months ago, and and uh, so there's never any guarantee, and no, right. no guarantee that tomorrow. I had a business yeah. coach uh, from up in Murfreesboro that defined entrepreneurism or being an entrepreneur as taking low level resources and achieving maximum productivity. Hmm. And, and I think that's that's pretty wow. pretty basic, but it's very true. I mean, you look at the guys 
out like there that. hustling mm-hmm. uh, and whether they're using their personal connections, mm-hmm. uh, the not sleeping and, and working 24 hours a day or using their, their mind or whatever that is. I mean, mm-hmm. they're taking the low level resources right. and really maximizing in a way. Uh, and I don't know if you know, do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Have yes, I do. So, oh, yeah. so Gary V, even though I'm not a fan of his language, yeah, he right. always <laughs> hits a lot of points where mm-hmm. he talks about, you know, just, just hustling, hustling all the time and working your face off and stuff like that. But I mean, these entrepreneurs are out there and they're, they're really competing with the big boys as far mm-hmm. as corporate with the, the low level resources because right. of creativity and because of dedication and stuff like that. And, and really knowing their brand and product. So, so I got a little off task there. I get excited yeah. when we start talking about entrepreneurs. I, so. I, I will, I will, uh, another, uh, a famous entrepreneur that many of us know well, uh, you know, of course of Shark Tank fame is, uh, Lori Grenier's. Yeah, I liked her absolutely. definition where she said, uh, being an entrepreneur allows you to work, uh, you know, uh, allows you to work an 80 hour week. So you don't have to work a 40 hour yeah, that's week. That's exactly you know, right. And, and I, I love that one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and that, that, that's me every day. But it, but the great thing is, and I think you can attest to this, Richard, is that, if you're doing what you love, it it doesn't feel like an 80 hour week. Absolutely. I mean, I know my mom gets on me, Stephen, you need a vacation. I probably haven't taken a quarter quote vacation about right. five or so years, but I, I love what I'm doing. Well, <laughs> you want to create a yeah. life you don't have to vacate from. I exactly. Mean, that, that's a, that's a yeah. common thing that I see as far as memes and stuff on Facebook. Yeah. But, but I agree. I mean, I, I'm constantly working. And I tell folks this all the time, being a, a real estate broker or mm-hmm. a real estate investor, whatever you want to call me. Um, I'm constantly working, but I'm never working. So it's kind of an interesting complex. It uh, is. Yeah. It, it's hard to, to break away. Uh, <clears throat> like I don't have set times. Uh, Alabama football games. I'm going to get 16 phone calls during that football game. Mm-hmm. I know it. I might as well go ahead and accept it. It is what <laughs> it is. But I may have three yeah. hours in the morning every morning for you know two weeks that I can spend with my family that most mm-hmm. people wouldn't have. So it's definitely more flexible. With the real estate side, I know when you own businesses, you have certain set times and things like mm-hmm. that. So it's a little bit different. So I'm, I'm talking to Stephen Gannon today. We haven't even gotten into his businesses yet. All we're talking mm-hmm. about is theory and background and stuff like that. Stephen mm-hmm. is one of our, or actually two of his businesses are our sponsors for the show, and we appreciate that. We're coming up against a break right now. If you guys, uh, please tune back in on the second segment. We're going to be talking. Do you want to talk about any time or do you want to talk about 412? Yeah, let, well, let's talk about both because honestly, uh, interestingly enough, one led to another. Really? So, absolutely. Well, that, well, yeah. You heard yeah. it from Stephen. One yeah. led to another. Make sure you tune back in to find out how. You're listening to Your Dollars Making Sense podcast hosted by Richard Neese. Hey everybody, Richard Neese here. Welcome back to the second segment of Your Dollars Making Sense. I've got Stephen Gannon with me today, and Stephen's already dropping some bombs. I think we probably should have recorded the the inter- intermediate part where we had the commercials going because hmm. we had good stuff there too. We appreciate you guys tuning in so much. We believe that financial intelligence is the key to financial freedom, and so we want to give you guys that information. We want to talk to local businessmen, uh, investors. We've talked to folks talking about financial planning, real estate, and we during the break we were talking about um, kind of paths. Uh, you know, there's lots of different paths you can take in order to get to financial freedom, and, and you've got to define what financial freedom is. Uh, Stephen was telling me a little bit about. How you know one of the folks he listened to talked more about becoming debt free as opposed to leveraging. You want to go into that a little bit more, Stephen? Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, th- thankfully, again with my investment properties, uh, I started to obviously build some equity in those sure. properties, and and I've always been one to uh, to try to accelerate payments and everything to try to build as much equity as possible sure. as soon and, as possible. And the key on that mm-hmm. is obviously you've got somebody else paying that. It's not you mm-hmm. actually paying that. Note, Correct. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and and a little bit of me too, but well, yeah, 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 absolutely. And um, so. 
when I was start when the, uh, the the idea for Anytime Fitness started to take root, and this was back in early 2014, I had uh, obviously started to explore franchise opportunities. So I'm just going to kind of bounce back and forth a little bit here. But uh, um, one of the things you had mentioned at, at the opening uh, was um, just uh, looking at uh, you know different businesses. What you know what what drove me to that and, and service related. One of the things that I, I wanted to really uh, look at as far as uh, a potential franchise opportunity was something that I could do to help people. Sure. And, uh, and, and then as I was kind of looking at the landscape of Coleman at the time, of course, there's a lot more competition now, but uh, there were no 24-hour gyms. Um, the, you know, the, um, the Aquatic Center is a beautiful facility uh, in a, in a, in a crate, caters very well to a lot of people. But I thought right. there was maybe a little bit of a market for sure. not only a 24-hour gym, but a, maybe a little bit smaller place that could really um, – you know, provide great service, uh, great, uh, you know, great training, of course, uh, have full access. And, uh, and so I thought there definitely was a market for that. And, and, it, and it proved to be very true. And you guys moved mm-hmm. pretty early on that south part of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was a great move, I think, mm-hmm. because it's grown so much down there. It has. Uh, yeah. I, I know absolutely. locally, that was a big move for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Stephen, why? And we want to talk about concepts as much as uh, details. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to go with a franchise? Because I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're an intelligent guy. Obviously, you you don't mm-hmm. necessarily need that uh, track to run on. Sure. Or that what what made that more attractive than just saying I'm mm-hmm. an open uh, Gannon's 24 Fitness? Right. That's that. No, that's a that's a great question. And since I didn't have expertise in fitness, certainly this was going to help me out a great deal. And I'll talk in a in a moment or two about the people that helped me grow that business. Yeah. Not, first of them, for, foremost, I want I need to mention my partner uh, Caesar Garcia because without Caesar financially, we, this business wouldn't have happened. And so we. Uh, uh, out of out of our pocket, uh, penny by penny, equaled uh, invested equally. Uh, we're fifty fifty partners, and I approached him about the idea in two thousand fourteen, and then later that year, I was actually visiting his family uh, in Italy, and we're at a little cafe in Florence, nice. and I brought it up again, and from there, there the the idea really took root, and we, and we hit the ground running and signed the franchise agreement. But back to your um uh your question about uh you know what what was attractive to the the franchise model. Again, I didn't have a fitness background, but also. Knowing that uh, I people know me, they they call me very uh, um, OCD, and and I, I'll I'll take that I, as a compliment. I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But 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 the, honestly, I I did like the idea of having um, a structure in place. Uh, anytime also presented itself as. As, as a very low failure rate with its with yeah. the, within its system, which which to me spoke volumes about about how they operate, how they uh, evolve as a business, because they've only been around since two thousand two, but they're still in in the world, still the fastest growing wow. gym gym franchise, and um, so there was a lot of uh, and and the ent- the barriers to entry were very low, and in, in fact, I mean you know decent franchise fee, but their monthly or excuse me decent initial franchise fee. Uh, which uh, was you know good bad out, out of pocket, but uh, there was but they really set it up for owners to be right. successful. That makes sense. And uh, um, so that so all of that combined, I think, uh, and then just again, I, I I have a lot of business experience, but and I even ran small businesses in my early days yeah. out outside of college. I know I love to talk about my blockbuster days. I was a manager up in Connecticut, nice. New York, right after college, and yeah, so there are people yeah. that are wondering what in the world is a blockbuster. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I I've opened retail stores. I opened a huge bookshop when bookstores were still before Amazon yeah, closed most right. of them. Um, so I, I had a lot of experience running small retail operations. And uh, so that wasn't intimidating to me at all. And, and I and I really could embrace that. But uh, but still, I, I, I like the idea of having a little bit of structure in place, a little understanding around, uh, you know, again, not just throwing 
my name on a on a on a on a door sure. and just you know hoping for the best. And well, I'd, uh, I'd say the mm-hmm. fitness industry is not going to go out of style. Mm, I mean, it's right. always going to change. Everything's going to change, but there's always going to be people that want to pump iron, get in there and run on the treadmill, or right. get coaching on um, you yes. know personal training on on. Uh, diet and things mm-hmm. like that so you're, you're never going to lose that portion of it for sure no that's exactly right and uh we have been so blessed and and you talk about coaching and um uh, um caesar you know he, he's he and his family live back and forth in in italy so i was working mostly in the gym uh, for the first couple of years with with our former training manager alia deboer and alia right. is a rock star i mean she sure. she really helped me grow that business she's right. of course many many people know her now over at the aquatic center right. and i was so glad that she had to have that opportunity which yeah. is very well deserved um so now we have a wonderful staff with uh uh with john uh john davis our um our uh, office manager you know he helps you know run the whole business from the from from the office standpoint haley smith our, our personal training manager, um, and John and Haley just got engaged two weekends yeah, ago. I so we're very, very happy for them both. Uh, Zach Gordon, who's been with us going on two years at the end of this year, and he's been knocking it out of the park. And Absolutely. I know you train with oh, Zach. Yeah. And, Zach uh, takes care of me. He does a good yeah. job. And then most recently, uh, who joined our staff earlier this year, uh, Tammy Strong. Tammy uh, is just an absolute inspiration to everyone that she touches. I mean, and she, uh, I love using her story for people who are maybe reticent, especially folks uh Closer because she's uh, she started lifting weights in her late fifties and right. she now she's sixty one and doing powerlifting competitions Absolutely. and and uh, so it's pretty incredible yeah so we have a very uh, a, a kind of uh, you know diverse group of folks running our club but uh, in, in but it's it's such a great great thing for us and and so Caesar and I, Caesar and I really have a, have a have the best of everything in terms of uh, the people that just sure. so inspire everyone that walks. So in the that interesting door. part mm-hmm. of that is you know typically with a franchise you think cookie cutter. But mm-hmm. you guys have made it to where it's diverse. I mean, you walk in the gym, you've got all different types of people all yes. all looking for the same goal, which yes. is to improve their fitness, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the supporting staff is so important. And, and that's why we're going to have to go to this commercial break for the sure. supporting staff for the rest of the guys. Okay. Uh, for the folks that are supporting us as far as sponsorship goes, we appreciate all of them. And I know that you, you're a big part of that, Stephen. We appreciate that, too. Uh, so we're, on the other side, we're going to talk about the transition or the growth is a better better mm-hmm. word, growth from any time over to 412 and mm-hmm. how they work together. Great. You're listening to Your Dollars Making Sense podcast hosted by Richard Neese. Hey everybody, Richard Neese here. Welcome back to Your Dollars Making Sense. Now we've got tons of content going on today. I love having guests, especially guests like Stephen. We appreciate you coming on, talking about multiple businesses that you've mm-hmm. run, investing in people, investing in the community, different business models that you've had. And and to me, um, your story on that going from rental properties um, and then finding the right partner and partnering up and running multiple businesses within mm-hmm. what a five year time frame mm-hmm. is that yes. about right? It's about right. In yeah. five years, I just I hear so many people say, "Man, it's just if I was twenty five, I could start that business." And, mm-hmm. But but at any age, you can do that and and take off, especially with a when you work with a franchise or have that business partner that can help lead you through that process. So tell me a little bit about how 412, I mean, I'm sorry, how Anytime led into 412. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you again, and, uh, and Richard. You, you give me. a quick detail as far as what 412 Pub House is. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, we're a gastro pub and that's just kind of like a higher end pub with, with wonderful food. And I'm going to talk Incredible about food. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that a lot because uh, one of my partners is our executive chef, but uh, we, uh, the, the idea actually uh, kind of started uh, formulating about 
about three years ago. But we're located over on Second uh, Avenue Southeast. Um, if I can make reference to other my or two other uh, business uh, restaurant neighbors uh, uh, in one direction around the corner, we're from uh, uh, just. Uh, East and north, uh, a block and a half east and north of from the Busy Bee, and then right. the opposite direction from All Steak. So, yeah. and two uh, two great businesses that we uh, were glad to be. Uh, I love the way you frame in. that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you are in competition, but there's mm-hmm. there's enough business out there for everybody. If, if you do a good job, people will come. Come for sure, absolutely. Um, so interestingly enough, um, the great thing about any time too is is you had mentioned about the, the diverse people, and that that is so true. And uh, I did work uh, basically full time in the club for the first two years solid, uh, you know, a lot of hours and just wanted to learn every nut and bolt of the business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, so that's actually obviously helped serve me very well and, and uh, continuing to uh, help run the operations. Uh, but, you know, again, our staff pretty much does it all now, but I um, still have a, you know, um, obviously a strong, you know, uh, you know, input into, you know, what's going on week to week. Sure. But, uh, but anyway, um, having spent so much time in the gym initially, I, I was able to meet so many of our early members, which was wonderful. And, and, uh, just an interesting story. Um, one of our members, uh, young guy, uh, many people know in the community, Trey Jordan, he had, uh, um, of course his dad owns the, uh, Dairy Queen in, uh, in Hansville, but, uh, uh, Trey's done a variety of things, an incredibly creative young man, but, uh, I agree. yeah, we, um, we had met at the gym, and and David Moore, who um, owns and runs Good Life Magazine, uh, actually did a really nice piece on us uh, a year, uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, in ahead of our opening. And uh, Trey and I were uh, actually became friends, believe it or not, over my and I'll give a huge plug to my one of my um, older nephews, uh, older than you know, older than <laughs> than than a kid, a nephew, right. but he's yeah. in his thirties, but he lives in Brooklyn, New York. He went to art school, one of the best art schools in the country. But he's an illustrator and an author. He's written two fabulous children books. These are these are hefty books. They're not like just a couple of pages, right. like three hundred page books that he did oh, wow. all the illustrations for. They're called the Doldrums, and uh, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, it's gotten you know, you know critically acclaimed by the New York Times and other nice. book reviews. So. But anyway, um, I, Nick had, Nick's book had come out. His first one had come out, and I had it on the on the shelf in my office at uh, any time. And uh, I was sat sitting there chatting with Trey one time, and and I didn't know Trey hardly at all. He's like, you know, you read children's books, and I said, not normally, but my nephew wrote this book, and right. so this actually kind of started our friendship, which was really cool. So David Moore referenced this back in his article last year, and uh, so that that just kind of started our, our our just kind of getting to know one another. Well, Trey reads a lot of children's books too. He does. Know oh that. yeah, with all oh, his kids. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So no, that is re- very true. So uh, in a year's time, um, and um, we had you know gotten to know each other a little bit better and then um uh my other partner with 412 Rico Nishimura he uh actually uh, also joined the gym not too too long after we opened so I got to know Rico and of course he he was uh actually uh, obviously working at another place uh, nearby here uh, at back at that point and uh so the the idea for um for an, another a new place, a little bit more upscale kind of started to take root. Trey actually presented the idea and then we had talked to to Rico and and uh, and I'll I'll be very candid here in saying that having had already eaten Rico's food, knowing the uh, uh, integrity of that man in terms of everything he does, down to you know cleaning, managing his staff, just right. uh, uh, just always uh, you know wanting the best of the best of everything. I said, well, this is a person that I could absolutely partner with as well. Sure. So so I think it really was a great formula. We had 
actually the great creative mind of Trey and then Enrico is just incredible uh, approach to everything he does and his, and his extreme talent. And uh, and a lot of people don't know about Rico. He, he obviously came to America. No, well, he, he's not obvious, but he's a great athlete too. But he he's a man of many many hidden yeah, talents I for see. sure. But uh, uh, and we I think we really make a great team and and um, um, just oh. kind of putting that staff together. But uh, so the idea took root, and then it wouldn't again been even possible because this was an empty lot that had been destroyed right, right after the tornado. Yeah. And we had approached uh, Debbie Wood and um, and her son Jacob, who works and, right. and is part owner of Nearing Construction. And um, of course, they were initially reticent because this, like you said, this is not a franchise. This was Absolutely. a much higher risk because we had no track record, right. except for <laughs> us as business people. And and um, thankfully, uh, obviously, Rico had had a long track record of of, of just a sure. great reputation in, in his craft. And then, um, you know, I started to obviously develop any type of fitness uh, with Caesar here, and then. Um, and then, of course, I had a long track record in the corporate world. So I think hopefully those things uh, helped a lot. But uh, ultimately, we started kind of formulating this plan. Um, it's, gosh, yeah, it's hard to believe uh, three years ago and when we first approached Debbie and Jacob and then started to really take root the following uh, early the following year, um, engaged with an architect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Frank Fagg, who's uh, here just a couple of blocks away, and Frank did a beautiful job in designing that building for us. And uh, the rest is history, shall we say. But of course, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. But uh, you guys have a great product, yeah. great environment. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I love. I mean, I, I was eating there yesterday. Obviously, I yeah. Saw you there. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and it seems like about once or twice a week, I'm over there. Hopefully, my wife's not listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's wondering why I'm not taking her over there that often. She so, mentioned that to me. <laughs> I, I know she mentions that to a lot of people. Unfortunately, I, I get in trouble pretty regularly. So let, let's hit some takeaways on this. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you've started several different businesses. Sure. Yeah. Um, if somebody's out there, they're thinking they want to be an entrepreneur, they want mm-hmm. to get into whether it's rental property, a, mm-hmm. a franchise model, fitness, what, what kind of takeaways can you give them? Or what kind mm-hmm. of encouragement can you give them? Yeah, I mean, again, just and as you had uh, made reference to Chain's talk, which I, I look forward to listening to as soon as they get a chance. Uh, of course, I mentioned Eddie's talk, No Man is an Island, as you had said. And, and as he said, of course, no no, you know, man is a self-made man. I mean, I've been very blessed with the, with the people that I've been able to engage in with business, uh, both on a partnership level and then, of course, on our, on our respective teams as Absolutely. well. And um, one thing I will also say that as far as our team members go, which of course, none of these businesses even exist without them, is that uh, if you take care, I I guess, uh, maybe, maybe I'll just back up for a moment. We, one of the sponsorships that we do at the restaurant, we do the Yay program through the chamber. And this is the Young Entrepreneurs uh, Program that, that en- engages the high school kids to think about entrepreneurship and small business and the like. And um, as, I, as I talked to, to one of those groups last year, I said, just, you know, just treat your, your employees. I mean, it is like a small family. So, um, you know, obviously there's going to be some bumps and bruises, sure. but by and large, just treat, treat everyone very, very well. And uh, if you take care of them, they'll take care of your business Absolutely. and stay loyal to you. I think Richard Branson had a quote about that: treat you know people well, and they'll stay loyal to you. And it's right. and, and it's really true. And uh, so I think it's very important. And uh, you know, but again, it's just takeaways. Just just obviously. You, you're going to have to weed through, you know, some difficult times and and some some folks who really don't have your best interest at heart. But by and large, there's a lot of good people out Absolutely. there. You just have to find them. So, so Stephen, we appreciate you coming mm-hmm. on. Thank you so much. I, we're we're going to have to have you come back on and tell more about 412. I know we kind of cut mm-hmm. that short. We're, sure. running, we're running out of time. We'd love to have you on anytime. We appreciate the sponsorship. 
anytime. You Absolutely. Get there. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the sponsorship of the show and, and mm-hmm. investing in the community and all the things that you do. Uh, thank you so much. Do you want to let folks know one more time? Uh, just, just let them know how to get in contact with you, whether it's for the gym or going mm-hmm. to the restaurant. Just give a quick plug. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you again, Richard. Uh, Anytime Fitness, uh, please uh, come see us. Actually, we're having our big uh, sale next week, uh, our dollar to join sale. And you mentioned coaching. Um, this is something that, that we're evolving as a business and our coaching uh, ever gets better. Look on our look on our social media. You'll see amazing success stories in Absolutely. our own gym. And, it, and that's the most inspiring thing for me, uh, 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 you know, totally. So call John Davis, call Haley Smith, uh, get in touch with Zach Gordon or Tammy Strong. We have some great folks there. And um, if any folks are listening from the Arab area, we just opened up a gym there, but we will talk about that next time. Absolutely. But uh, we have a wonderful gym up there and, a, and another fantastic crew uh, in 412, of course, uh, 412pub.com uh, uh, is our website. We're on Facebook and social media. Uh, have a great presence there and uh, you'll see some more great things coming from us uh, in the months ahead. And we look forward to awesome. continuing to serve the community. Well, well thank you, Stephen. We okay. really appreciate it. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening to mm-hmm. Your Dollars Making Sense. We believe that financial intelligence is the key to your financial freedom.